The person you... Hello? Hey, is that Jordy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's Hayley at Campbell Page. How you going? Oh, good. Sorry, I thought I was calling a friend. Real unreal. Hello, check, check, one, check, Geordie here, Real Unreal, episode four, ah, can't believe it's episode four, and what have I got in store for you? I'm going to be calling a friend of mine, stoked to call him my friend, he's such a good guy, all round legend, great photographer as well, Chris Freight, Chris Chris Freight, Freight. Freight. such a cool guy. I uh, saw him probably a couple of weeks ago, told him about the show, and he was immediately keen to do it, so you got to love that. Alright, I'll just get to it. This is the conversation I had with Chris. Thank you so much, Chris, for having the convo, um, and for everyone that's been listening, thank you as well. This is a non-for-profit show, and I'm only doing it because I've never done it before, so thanks for listening. Um, yeah, I've got a photo somewhere I'll show you of me lying on my body book with this giant squeeze by my head. <laughs> um, oh no! Hello? Hello, morning Chris. G'day Geordie, how are you? I'm good. That's good. What's going on? Not much. Sorry it took me a little bit to get on here, but can you hear me all, all good? Is that Yeah, awesome? yeah. And likewise? Yeah, perfect. We're, um, are you ready to get real on real? Absolutely. <laughs> really real. <laughs> oh, that's good, mate. Um, I didn't even get a chance to brew myself a coffee, but I'm all good. I'm hydrated and I'm ready to go. Oh, I've got some cherry plum flavoured uh, kombucha. Nice. It's, uh, it's revving me up. <laughs> Feeling psyched. Well, I'm going to, yeah, going to be honest. I've got nothing, nothing planned, but what do you want to talk about? Today. Well, if we you want to ask me. I can ask questions. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that, well, get things rolling and get off on tangent as I do <laughs> and sort of just let, let it go where it goes let's if, get if straight into it let's dive it's kind of your vibe let's, yeah you're pretty much not just Wollongong but Sydney's like most iconic photographer like you've probably shot a thousand bands by now you reckon a thousand I don't know how many uh, do you keep count yeah I did a little list last year uh sort of worked it out to be an average of about 400 bands a year, Whoa. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think um, including, you know, festivals and stuff where there's 12 or 20 or even more a day or, yeah. you know, something like Strawberry Boogie. Uh, yeah. 
where there's like four or five acts every time or even rad bar you know yeah four acts yeah that's it you know so it uh yeah i would say i don't know i i would shit <laughs> I don't know, like ten, ten, ten thousand, maybe. I don't know. Like depends how old you are. Like yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'm, I'm forty. I'm forty three now. How long have you been and, shooting for? Probably since I was sixteen. Yeah. Um, lots of breaks in between. Mm. Uh, what were the first um? What were the first photographs that you took? Like I'm guessing they weren't bands. Um, because I know you got hmm. a surfing background as well, Bergen. Yeah, no, no, it pretty much started with bands, really. Really? Yeah, cool. Yeah, in like, I think it was year 10 or year 11 at high school, um, getting access to a black and white dark room. Yeah. Nice. Sort of experimenting with stuff, and then, then I don't know, it was like 92 or 93, and that's when everyone went to band basically yeah what school did you go to and where were you uh blakehurst near, near hurstville yep um uh, so yeah just just across the bridge from the shire yeah you've been uh, in, in the area your whole life huh um yeah yeah um oh, you probably but, uh, yeah i've lived in brisbane um i've lived in jindabyne i've lived in canada um Coal, all, all different spots along the Cold Coast, Coldcliff, Stanwell Park. Yeah. Austin Mir now, obviously. <laughs> yep. Living the dream. Uh, That's where you yeah. go to uh, live the life. I mean, you're bringing up a little family now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, with my beautiful wife and equally beautiful and awesome daughter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but, so cool. um, I'm so happy for yeah. you with that. You're doing really yeah, well. Yeah, cheers, man. This. Thanks, mate. Life's life's good. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, where were we? Um, oh, first show, first show. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Go back, go, go back there. Um, I think some of my earliest stuff was probably the first incarnation of the Vic on the Park. <laughs> um, Cactus Mantras was a band. Um, Google them. Um, Amazing, amazing band. Everyone needs uh, to be um, pen ready. <laughs> down all these underground Sydney bands. Um, another band called Public Hanging. And I kind of just started hanging around with bands like Lawn Smell and Tweezer and uh, Midget. Um, <laughs> some of the, the, the first shows I, I shot, um, I think the first time that Pavement came to Australia. Yeah. Uh, I saw that Magic Dirt was supporting them. Um, so Magic Dirt were playing another show. So I went and sussed out Magic Dirt and then um, saw them supporting Pavement, like, fuck, 94 or something. Um, so good. Some of, yes, yeah, some of the early, early, real early, completely blurry, bright red, can't make out what they are kind of photos of, of Magic Dirt, I think. Yeah. Unreal. Which is um, Adelita. Yeah, absolutely. More commonly uh, known now, but uh, early Magic Dirt was full throttle. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, she's definitely a queen of, of Australian rock, yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, I've seen um, 
Well, it's really cool. One of the first times I ever saw the drones. I know you're um, a drones fan, and I was listening to Sixteen Straws about half an hour ago. Yeah. Oh, um, what's that? Gala Mill. That's one of the. It is indeed. Yeah. Well, when we were at the Cambridge, um, and Adelita was just doing all the opening for all their shows, but like, unless you were, I don't know. She's such an iconic kind of figure, like you say, but yeah, definitely. Still, does not doesn't have that like um, popularity like she did back in the day. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, uh, one thing I always sort of remember about her was her and uh, and Dean, the bass player, rest in peace, Dean. Um, they every show they would stand front and center for the support band. Mm. no matter where it was yeah and they would watch the support bands every time because mm. you know it was that was fucking such a cool thing to see and like yeah know, well i reckon you, it, you that's, know that's the the type of um musicians that have slogged it out you know like they've done yeah they've definitely. done gigs a hundred a thousand gigs to no one you know for probably no money and then they understand like how hard and the struggle so yeah, they're just full-on proper musos, huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, we we could we could start talking about the about the drones again if we're talking <laughs> about proper, proper musos. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. oh my, my my first my first paid gig. Um, Pantera. Whoa, that's huge. <laughs> yeah. Put that on the resume. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pantera at the Entertainment Center. I got a call up from um, on the street, um, which is kind of like way before Bragg, uh, way before Drum Media. Yeah, that's kind of the the only street press around. Yeah, and I think I think I got paid thirty bucks a shot. Sick. Which is not too dissimilar to what I get paid these days. Yeah. Um, I love you all, everyone who employs me. <laughs> anyway. Shout out. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I went to the entertainment centre. Um, I think I was 18 or so. I was having, having beers at, at home with, I think, my girlfriend and some mates at the time. And... Um, Suddenly on the train into Sydney, suddenly sitting backstage with um, Helen Razor. Uh, she's an old Triple J presenter, and Fiona Horn from Def FX, okay. coincidentally, who are playing in Newcastle tonight. Oh, cool. Um, and then, yeah, sitting sitting there with Helen Razor and Fiona Horn, and I think that was the, the tour manager came and said, oh, do you guys want to want to meet? Pantera, and they were like, I saw that they, I mean, they were like being too cool, and maybe they thought that Pantera were red, rednecks or something, or I don't know, I don't know what the deal was. But yeah. They were like, no, nah, nah, we don't want to. And I was kind of like, oh yeah, oh, um, no, nah, no, nah, I'll just stay here. And, um, <laughs> I, I posted a photo of Pantera a while ago, and I sort of is it long, that, long hair? Yeah, yeah, I've got a photo of Dimebag Daryl sticking his finger up at me. Um, but yeah, I wasn't really a fan. 
Yeah, no. People are going to slam me for this, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really into them. It's still hard. No, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And now, and you're still shooting now. Like, we just had our very last shows at Rad, and you were there pretty much every night shooting that. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. I did. I think probably four shows out of the last kind of three or three or four weeks there. Yeah. Um, what a send off, huh? <laughs> yeah, amazing. Um, I was just so I was commenting to a mate yesterday about sort of watching the end of Rad Bar and just fucking you know without getting too sort of emo about it, but just watching you know all, all the the inner crew of of, of Rad Bar sort of fucking. You know, holding their heads sort of as high as possible and yeah. seeing it out the right way. And yeah. uh, I, uh, I posted a photo of, uh, what's his name, young young Ollie from White Blanks and Good Lecker. Yeah. Uh, stage diving yesterday on, on Instagram. Didn't sort of realise at first, but Dan Radburn sort of sitting at the back, like smiling, mm. like just watching. Yeah. Like, and yeah, that, that photo, you know, so it sums it all up for me, you know? Yeah, I'm sure there's um, that's there's a hundred photos that people feel the same way. Like every day, it's it's touching someone, you know? Like yeah, totally, can, totally. Oh, uh, that night, I think it was a Friday night where we had um, Hockey Dad and Steppy P play. But even yeah. having like Archie Punker um, play, it was just this classic kind of rad. Um, that was huge. It wasn't it. Like they're, when they're I so first, good. yeah, when I first started going there, <laughs> I was like, Punker were playing there heaps, and we had some of our first shows with them, and it was just like such classic rad. The bar was getting pumped, and Dan was jumping behind there, and everyone was just getting slammed. And it was just like I was just sitting back and just soaking it in, just going, "This is such." Just classic rad right now. I'm gonna soak it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now, yeah, now uh, people are just like ripping bits of the wall out and taking it home because they like that drawing that's been on there. And <laughs> people, yeah, are... <laughs> totally, man, totally. <laughs> Last I heard, Dan was gonna take a few um, bits of the floorboard with him. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I suggested to a few of the, a few of the, the crew that they should take the, uh, the the throne of death, aka the smokers' lounge outside, <laughs> the, the, little, the little bus stop. <laughs> stick it, stick it around the fire in one's backyard. Oh, that'd be good. Well, and it's going to be weird. You probably witnessed it with um, the the Oxford closing down, and now it's like some sterile sterile office apartment like I yeah just... i i kind of i traveled down to Wollongong and saw a few shows at the oxford but mm. that um i didn't get too, too exposed to that yeah, yeah. Well, i know but... just i've met a lot of um kind of just the the old Wollongong crew they always like rate it they're going on about it but then I totally. you meet someone like Dave Curley, who's, um, you know, brother was in Tumbleweed and he was around um, for the 80s and 90s. You probably know Curley. He was doing the... Yeah, um, absolutely. The Youth Centre gigs. Yeah, he which, was, was, which was huge. Yeah, he was like... Everyone I, think off, yeah, I think everyone. I saw... I think I saw Fugazi. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, he told me right. he did a night there and it was called Dinner with Fugazi. Because they yeah. actually serve dinner to like the youth students and stuff like that. I just thought that is the best band name I've ever heard. Dinner with Fugazi. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So, yeah, speaking of good good dudes in bands, Ian Mackay, um, you know, referencing Adelaide or watching support bands, every, every every Fugazi show I ever saw, Ian Mackay would wait out the front and talk to every single person that wanted yeah. to talk to him, like hmm. for hours and hours until the last person got to talk to him, then go home. Yeah, that's so, cool. amazing. No, it's still one of the best live bands I've ever seen. Mm. So, yeah, Wollongong's gone through um, changes without, I mean, for music venues. So, Oxford, the Youth Centre, and now that's what I'm thinking. Like, Radbar, like, that whole building will be gone and be something else there. And then all we will have is those memories and those photos. And so. Yeah, totally. It's kind of um, what I've been thinking about lately is just like how special it has been to be a part of it. And anyone who's even got to be a part of it, it's been really good, hey? Yeah, yeah. Um, so lucky that the um, that everyone got to, got to send Radbar off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like I think it was maybe eight years ago. Uh, I was working in a Mexican restaurant above the like completely iconic Sydney venue, uh, the Hopeton, um, which just almost brings a tear to my eye. Still talking about it. Really? Yeah. But that that just that just shut. Mm like it, it shows were booked and they they had live music six seven nights a week forever yeah forever and ever and that just shut and um uh, i was speaking to some of my mates that, that were staff members there and they're, they're still completely broken by it you know mm. um it's sim- similar to the red bar or yeah you know, th- those times that i used to come down from sydney um someone would go oh let's let's just go to the Oxford and I, I didn't even know who was playing half the time but I'd go there yeah and that, that was similar similar to to, to Radbar and, and yeah and similar to the Hopeton I mean well you've probably I, seen um it, I don't know heaps of um changes and maybe lulls and um throughout the music scene like and how does it how does it compare now like are we in a pretty i feel like things are pretty thriving at the moment especially here in wollongong but yeah yeah i think there's there's like there's an unstoppable force in in wollongong yeah um it's i don't know i've like speaking of things closing down like i i worked as a bar manager at the side on which was like a jazz cafe in, in uh, on Parramatta Road up up from the Annandale. I watched that. I was there for the last days of that. Um, I, yeah. I used to work at I used to work at the Sando. You know that's no longer a music venue. Mm. Um, you know, you've yeah. seen you've seen a few fall by the sounds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um. It's really sad. Yeah. It's really sad what, what what's happened with Radbar, but yeah, um, it's it's going to be interesting, you know. That's it. We'll, we'll see what happens. Well, yeah. What can you do? Like, it. Well, it's... everyone's got to everyone's got to keep going to shows. That's, that's oh, the most for important sure. thing. Yeah, and uh, you know, like to be honest, like I can. Radbar wasn't full every night of the week. It wasn't nah. as full as it was oh, every no. the last two weeks. Totally. You know, and um, you know. 
I, I'm, you know, I've, I've said it before, I wasn't a rat bar local. Yeah. I, uh, oh. I always felt really welcome there. It's like going to your cousin's house or whatever. But, you know, they, they had their own thing going on. And oh, totally. there, there were shows that I went there that was fucking two people, you know. Yeah. Oh, so, um, That's a tough gig. Yeah. We, we can all complain, but we've all got to just fucking go and see live music. That's basically. right. Yeah. <laughs> um. I'm about to run out of tape too. If you feel like my mind's kind of drifting off, I'm like, my phone on my battery's probably half dead, and I'm yeah, just yeah. watching this tape reel get smaller yeah, yeah. and smaller, nah. and being like, oh, so it might be. How much time have we got? We got like another. Yeah, oh fuck it! Oh. I, I'm gonna just. I'm gonna dying seconds here with his tape. I'll put a new reel on, and then um, cool. I'll give you cool. a call back. Sorry, Chris. Yeah. It's too easy. See you, bud. Yo, we're back. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey. All right, and we're, and we're back. We're going to do the intro. Um, the intro. Real on real. <laughs> so real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry it took me so long. You know what it's That's like. Okay. You're, you're an analog guy. Yeah, I try to. I try to be when I can afford it. Probably um, played around with some cassette tapes in your day and reel to reels. Yeah, absolutely. Which I would Uh, love to, because I love the band that you were in, um, old Wollongong band throughout the nineties, Sneaker. No, Sneaker. No, we were a Hurstville band. Oh, yeah. Don't dare say we're from Wollongong. No, no, deep, deeply Hurstville. (laughs) Oh. Uh, two. Oh, I don't even know the postcode. Shame on me. Oh, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> you're out of the band. Yeah, oh, I've got two two five one five tattooed on my forehead. So you guys made some um, cassettes. I, yeah, I remember you showing me yeah. a, a, giving me a link to all of these yeah, old nineties, um, like a mixtape so cool yeah totally um that that was that was the deal um we used to go to zen rehearsal studios in st peter's and i think it was 110 bucks for five hours wow yeah it was that's pretty good and you go live just record for about two hours and mix it down just on like uh, a on a cassette um, four track or something like that, or no, I was in a studio. I think it was like a analog sixteen track studio or something. Yeah. Like that. Oh, huge. Yeah, there's no computers around, but ah. I wasn't I wasn't super knowledgeable on that stuff at the time. But I remember it cost, and then I think it cost about two or three bucks a tape. Hmm. So we, we do it. I think. Well, most demos we did probably fifty or a hundred tapes, mm. or, or we could afford, considering uh, the shows. You know, only getting paid eighty bucks or fifty bucks a show in case of VD. <laughs> yeah, how how cool is that? Like all the bands and uh, musicians that I've talked to that were around making music back then, like that was just it, and that's how they thought it was and that's how it sounds but now looking back like that's a certain sound that period and they 
there was no totally. there was no other and now it's just such a like a sound that you're trying to some bands are trying to um, replicate yeah yeah we, we thought we were being groundbreaking when we I think <laughs> uh, on one of our tracks we plugged like a boss DS1 and the the drummer sang through it for the last three bars of the track and, yeah and we were like oh that's cool man we're like we're cutting edge <laughs> so sick man yeah it's it's a great sound isn't it i'm all about it yeah totally um i I listen to it now and i'm like oh that's fucking horrible (laughs) but it it, it, it is what it is yeah oh i i feel that way with a lot of modern music now like just the way it's all crispy clean everything's yeah yeah totally everything sounds huge in a way and it's like nah yeah uh, back to tapes like it, it, you literally had to you know re- record someone else's tape mm. or, or send away for it or, or whatever but um the first time we went to melbourne these people a couple of youngsters came up to us well we were, we were young they weren't youngsters um and and they they knew our songs and it was like they had recorded someone else's tape you know yeah and that was that that was just normal i was like oh wait you know someone someone recorded a bunch of your tracks and some other tracks on a tape for me and i've been listening to it for ages mm. oh yeah cool that's awesome yeah it was a lot more um personable the the tape thing back then it made you um really i don't know lost oh, the, yeah that no no they, they you know it's, it's a, tangible thing and they, they felt special you know yeah so. that's cool yeah well you doing when did you stop recording and the music when did the band split and you must have been playing with a bunch of bands and yeah yeah we, we, we were getting um we we're playing heaps mm. um we all sort of moved into newtown and uh in more sort of area and played played at the Sando heaps and yeah cool. uh, there used to be a venue above uh Newtown station called feedback um which was really cool I think I think it only had a um a restaurant license like every now and then they'd bring out bowls of shoestring fries in, in yeah. Korea, <laughs> um to adhere to the, the licensing yeah there's a couple um, of them getting around hey you just see a um couple of bowls of nacho or like chips with salsa getting around on tables yeah yeah totally <laughs> um yeah shows the shows there were like you'd have four bands playing and it'd be like three bucks sick and and some of the, something i was talking to someone about the other night which is what used to happen all the time back in the day was the graveyard shift really the thing back then yeah yeah totally the the main actor play and then you know they just sort of play music through the pa for a little bit or yeah whatever and then about an hour later one or two other bands would play sick yeah well it's doing its thing at lansdowne now um they're pumping yeah you've have you gone and shot a couple yeah yeah I've, i've been there a couple of times um what's his name owen from straight arrows yep um is he has a psychedelic soul party there on Saturday nights? Sick. And I, I didn't, you know, I didn't know whether it'd, it'd work. Uh, but dance floor's full. Shit. Uh, uh, yeah, that's crazy. Playing, playing absolute bangers. 
That's uh, so good. I wish. Really cool. Yeah, I hope more stuff like that happens. Like, how cool would that be? Just like doing your shift, just knocked off a eight nine hour shift, and then just go out and party on a Thursday night. Totally, <laughs> totally. That that was survive. That's sick. Of course, of course, we'd leave we'd leave feedback and go to the townie and uh, drink till dawn. <laughs> yeah, drink till dawn. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Get get sunburnt on the walk home. <laughs> oh, it's still going, eh? I, I struggle to um Oh, it's tough man. I never I never saw I've never seen Sydney when it was thriving. Ever since I've lived around here it's always been like twelve o'clock, where can I get a beer? They're not even gonna let me in at the townie because yeah, they were yeah. already keen to just get out of there, like the the bouncers there are just real staunch. Oh, totally. But I can you can just feel it like how good it could have been and how they, good they, it, they, how good it can be. Totally. But yeah, talking about the townie, they they probably have the most random bouncers ever. <laughs> you, go, you go there completely completely pissed out of your brain. They'll yeah. let you straight in. And then you go there the next night sober, and they're like, no, you, you're drunk. Yeah, yeah, I haven't had one Whatever. drink. No, you don't. <laughs> what, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we had the similar thing last night. Not that we wanted to stay up and party all night, but even just to get some food, you know, like you've got a kebab place, all that um, patsitsis. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. But even that was just like they had two, like, like Danish, like sweet Danishes for us, and we're like, nah. Most disappointing. I've been loving the Stacey's lately. Yeah? Yeah. What about a... Filling up with like a a sort of spicy red tomato sauce. Wow. Oh, you're making them yourself. No, no, no. Just the the frozen ones. But uh, (laughs) instead of dipping the sauce, instead of dipping the sauce, we've been like, slathering them in sauce <laughs> and then eating them with a knife and fork. It's like, it's like, like crunchy ravioli. <laughs> yeah, you can't even call them pizziti. Pizzi- oh, I can't even say the word. <laughs> you can't, you, you can call them what you like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, we're pretty into, um, what is it, burek. Oh, how good's a burek? I haven't gone Honestly. there. I, I hear yeah. the best ones in Port Kembla. Is that yeah, true? Port Kembla. And there's, there's one in Coniston. Um, yeah, they're, they're amazing. Except for that napalm chili salt there. <laughs> that stuff is insane. You're so right. I, like, really salty, salty, cheesy pastry. And then, it's, like, it's like hyper salt. It's been, it's been I'm like... I'm going to have to try it, though. I, I can't yeah. wait. Someone yeah, tried to send amazing. me to Cringilla one time. Or is it Cringilla? Yeah, yeah there's the, the, the ones in Cringilla. Yeah. No napalm salt there, though. Oh, they could have it. <laughs> they could have it, indeed. Uh, You've got to get there early. Oh, yeah. They, they love to close, like, 11 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, highly Sold recommended. Done. Sunday, mo- Sunday morning. That's, that's, that's oh, the time. We should do that one time. We should go for a surf at Port Kembla early and um, pop in for do- a burrow on the way home. Great dog beach too. Yes. How's Dusty Ma- going? Massive. Rusty. Rusty. Excuse Sorry. me. Oh. She, just, she just she just walked in. She just come to say hello. Nice. Hey, Rusty. 
Port's out the back. He's getting grumpy. <laughs> um, yeah. So, food's, food's real good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the plan for today? You got you got a day off. What's um? It's kind of thought we did. Um, Amaya's got a temperature. Mary's just gone to pick her up. Oh no from daycare and she's going to the doctor to get checked out a bit of a temperature and yeah. not feeling too good uh, I'm but, sure uh, she'll be alright it's just oh she perks up when she sees us yeah that's cool but yeah hopefully she's okay oh good well what were we talking about before on oh, my leg oh yeah yeah well doing what you do um, that, that's a gripping story. Well, yeah, let's, let's go there. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you do it? How'd you break uh, your leg? How'd I break my leg? I was at surfing down at Shell Harbour. Um, I had a spot called Cowries. Um, I don't know. Oh, named location. Shit. That's, that's against all the local laws. Oh. Anyway. Like, yeah. I, I was, no, what road? <laughs> that bit out. <laughs> I'll, gi- I'll give you the coordinates of the map <laughs> and the direction of the swell that day. Yeah. So it was absolutely firing. Um, no, pretty gnarly little. Um, you, it's a reef break, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I think it's, it's like it's a man-made sort of jetty kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, it's, like, it's 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 actual rock. I should know. My, my legs got <laughs> ground into it but yeah i think it, it, you know it's part of part of the harbor there and yeah. uh yeah i was surfing there early one morning with, with some mates and um uh, surf was really good i took photos for a while got some really good pictures sunrise all that blah blah yeah um they went went out and after about an hour went surfing <coughs> getting barreled off my absolute head yeah um Surfing, I was surfing really, really well um, that day. I was <laughs> never really into my surfing that much, as, as you know, no one is really. But it was a pretty but, special day. It was pumping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, surfing with my mate Elliot and another mate Zach, mm. um, and local Wollongong photographer Warren, Warren Keelan. Um, he's got the gallery just up from Rad next to next to the Suva. Super oh, yeah, yeah, and the, yeah. uh, no, I met him. Cool dude. Very yeah, nice guy. Absolute legend. Yeah. He used to play in a band from Ongong called Thumblock, I think. Really? Like, yeah. Yeah, sort of stoner sort of nineties band. Oh, stoner sick. metal sort of sort yeah, of vibe. Cool. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um yeah, getting getting heaps barrels and oh, then my my leash got ripped off on my bodyboarder those that you don't know um and my leash got ripped off my board got dragged up on the rocks and then it, my leash got wrapped around the rocks and it was kind of in a pretty dodgy spot um mm. so i sort of would run down to grab my board and then a wave would come and i'd have to run back yeah and then i'd run down and then i'd have to run back and i eventually got it reefed reefed my my um release off and went back up the rocks and then was pretty sort of amped up from the surf i was watching everyone get barreled yeah yeah you're just on like adrenaline, adrenaline. just jump yeah. off anything sometimes hey just like yeah I know and then it, it, 
Yeah, it was the adrenaline of, of, of getting my board back. And, yeah. And then I was like, fuck, I'm going out, I'm going out. And then went and jumped off. It's kind of probably the wrong spot. Uh, it's a bit hard for my ego to say that. Mm. But uh, I fucked up, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> basically. We all do. Um, yeah, I can't watch Kook's names anymore. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it you actually, actually really... jumped off onto a rock? No, no, no. I jumped off. And I jumped in, I ducked over one wave, and it was a dying swell. So it was like, it was kind of big. So every sort of half an hour, you kind of get sort of six footer sort of come through. Like, and <clears throat> ducked over on the first one, there was white water and stuff. And then another one came through. And it just, I went, I duck dived. Maybe I should have thrown my board, who knows. I've probably thought about a million scenarios what I should have done. Oh, I bet. And um, then the wave just surged, and instead of breaking, the whole ocean just sort of lifted up and lifted me up with it. Oh. And I sort of I, I can't remember. I probably curled up in a ball. Yeah, but you just what. went. You went with it. Yeah, and then then my foot sort of got jammed into the rocks I, I don't know if it was like actually lodged in the rocks or what mm. but um that happened and my body moved it opposite oh, direction at the okay. same time yeah and completely completely shattered my ankle like into like i don't know 15 or 20 pieces i reckon yeah um so you weren't wedged up. in there for a like no it just I, shattered it it and then let you go again yeah, it dropped me back into the ocean, and then I had to climb up. I don't know how I climbed up, or I waited for another wave to push me up. Uh, I can't remember that, but I picked up my my sort of my leg from my knee mm. to sort of look at my, my my flipper. Yeah, and look at my ankle and go, "Fuck!" What'd you look at? What what what's happened? <laughs> what is and that? <laughs> end of my leg was dangling off um the skin wasn't broken but it was just shit kind of really it was just all yeah. just um floppy yeah like you know if you imagine grabbing your arm and shaking it with a limp wrist wow kind of, yeah <laughs> kind of kind of like that and then i um that's crazy that you didn't break any skin no no broken skin fortunately <laughs> i would have um apparently i would have risked a bone infection yeah which could have led, led to amputation and because yeah. of the, the uh, microbio whatever microorganisms in the rock and all that sort of stuff yeah and the reef um and then i think i tried to climb up the rocks uh, then I, I tried to walk on it oh <laughs> that didn't work out so well no uh and then i just started howling yeah basically until until I was, I was screaming at the fisherman, and, and he, he just didn't didn't do anything. And then, <laughs> and then my, my mate Elliot um, scooted up the rocks. Basically, he just basically got a wave, and I think he, he shredded up the bottom of his board, and ran over, and he, he just looked at me white as a ghost, mm. and um, called the ambulance. And oh, before the ambulance came, this local surfer. Uh, I think his name's Simon Farrah, um, absolute shredder, uh, kneeboarder. 
Sorry if that's wrong. Yeah, no, he's a kneeboarder, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Aussie champ, potentially. Yeah. Don't quote me on this. Google him if you into kneeboarding or anyone that just shreds waves, basically. As long as he's um, not a goat boater. I'm not, no. <laughs> no, no, no. He's, he's not a, he's not a uh, retired policeman or science teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so he shreds kneeboard, yeah. What, he came. Uh, yeah, and he's a paramedic. So oh, he kind of, sick. All right. He sort of su- sussed out the situation um, and <laughs> told me it was pretty fucked. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Doc. <laughs> yeah, but he, he got through and sort of uh, relayed the severity of the situation, I guess, to the, the guys. And originally we were going to go to Shell Harbour Hospital and he was yeah. like, no, you definitely go. And then they... Um, the ambulance came and I said oh can I have the magic whistle so I sort of I've asked for the magic whistle before when I've sprained my, my wrist or something surfing I yeah. can't remember what it was is, that, is that, it green as well yeah, yeah the green yeah. whistle which yeah. is just morphine is it not I don't know it's kind of I think it's some sort of inhalant I don't mm, know yeah, you, yeah. You, I don't think I've had it I'd, like, I'd probably Similar feeling to um, Happy Gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. You sort, of, you sort of float around the ceiling. And did so they, um, <laughs> they give it on demand? No, no. They said we're going to give you something. They're going to give you something stronger. And I was like, okay, what? What is it? And they're like ketamine. And I was like, you That's mean the like horse tranquilizer? Yeah. Yeah, psychedelic. Um, yeah, and they pulled out this giant needle full of ketamine. <laughs> Turns out your um, mate, um, the kneeboarder, wasn't a paramedic at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've got a photo somewhere I'll show you of me lying on my body book with this giant syringe above my head. <laughs> um, oh no, what, t- in the, what, what time is this? It's like... <laughs> I, eight in the morning. No! <laughs> And then I proceeded to have the most intense psychedelic experience of my life. <laughs> I I floated I floated above the rocks. I saw them car- carrying me above the rocks. Um, apparently, I was singing. Um, like, yeah, there's there, there's there's a, an ad- advocacy for the use of psychedelics as a wow. therapy. It worked. Yeah, um, and then I, I sort of came to it in hospital. Yeah, um, the, a giant metal race. No, mm. no, they cut my wetsuit off and all that. And cut, cut my flippers Went off. Straight, in, to, straight into surgery, obviously. Yeah, mm. they're, they're trying to pull my flipper off, and I was like, "That way, just just cut it off." Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and then oh shit! Then I spent. I, then my leg was too swollen, and they couldn't stick it back together mm. so they put a big giant metal scaffolding where they uh, yeah, screwed I've seen, they screwed. I've seen the uh, x-ray it's pretty gnarly yeah. there's a lot going on yeah they screwed this external scaffolding where they screw into your foot mm. and they screwed into my leg so for I think maybe six months four months or something I had this giant metal frame yeah but uh yeah waited in hospital for two weeks mm. while they um well, they waited for the swelling to go down, and um, yeah, being in hospital is not too not too amazing. No man. Um, well, you're walking around heaps better now. I don't even notice really that 
Yeah, yeah, it locks up sometimes, and it, it's it's really it's really horrible, and, yeah. it, and it hurt, hurts all the time. But uh, I'm actually going to see the surgeon on Monday. Yeah, uh, they're going to take all the metal and stuff out of the inside of my my leg. That's good. I um, hopefully hopefully give me a bit more movement. Yeah, man. Well, I just I shattered my um my collarbone in five different places and had eight screws and a metal plate there which i was meant to have in there for a year ended up having them in there for 10 years because i was too yeah, right. lazy or not lazy but just like always moving around new town no money like yeah yeah so never got around to it and not like my shoulder was working and stuff it was just more annoying putting seat belts on and shit like that i'd have these like lump like screws in my shoulder anyway i just got it taken out this year and um yeah feel so good about it so it's just good getting metal out of your body so oh totally I'm sure it's I gonna feel my, good for you yeah i looked at my most recent x-rays and there's all these screws that have fallen out they just sort of float <laughs> here out of my leg yeah I, I had one rogue screw as well like what's that doing <laughs> totally oh well hope for a speedy recovery there chris yeah, totally. That, that's supposed to only take half an hour and a couple, a couple of weeks off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I thought you said it's only like the recovery time is half an hour. Like, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> <laughs> that that syringe that they gave you turned you into some something else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well back on shooting with your leg yeah. like you're doing really well and you're shooting you're going to festivals you how's yeah. how's the gigs that you've been getting and um what's your favorite bands that you've shot and like some of your favorite photographs that you've taken with certain people you must have been like i'm so stoked my favorite wow. of yours sorry to bite in again but like yeah, yeah. charles bradley that's pretty special for me to that that, that was a wild that was a wild that's a that's a good story in its own right there. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. I've only seen it. Um, oh man, I got heaps. I got... Um, what a beautiful I guy! Worked. Like I've only yeah. seen a documentary on him, and he is just like, just a sweetheart of a man. Hey. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I think it was I shot Sharon Jones first at, at Pete's Ridge. Awesome. So yeah. Fell in love with the whole Daptone. Yeah, Daptone. The whole catalogue, basically. Hmm. Um, I tend to do that sort of thing where I find find a label and just yeah. go to town on it. And totally. I only listen to that for a while. Yeah. Uh, um, but I ended up working as resident photographer at the basement in Sydney, uh, which just reopened. The, the, the crew from the, the lands down in Mary's Pizza have reopened that. Um, but I was working there and sort of world music, jazz, uh, hip hop, uh, not too much sort of rock coming through there, but killer vibe, um, really iconic yeah. old venue. Sick. And I shot Charles Bradley on a Sunday night and on a Sunday night shot him, incredible, met him, shook his hand, went out in the crowd, hugged everyone amazing beautiful mm. man um and then i drank a lot of beer and fell asleep on the train on the way home um mm. woke up with 
uh, five or six grand worth of camera gear on me asleep at Perry Meadow. Uh, <laughs> and then got, got, got a taxi home feeling sorry for myself. Uh, and then, then went back the next night. I wasn't going to go back the next night, but um, my the guy, Nathan, who was, who was the, the venue booker that, for the basement, said, oh, there's, there's rumours that Dave Chappelle is coming <laughs> to see Charles Bradley tonight. Uh, we're going to let him in for free, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think he's doing something at the Opera House. And then, um, so I was like, okay, going to go back Monday night. I'd probably been to three or four gigs the week before, mm-hmm. super tired. And halfway through the Charles Bradley set, uh, Dave Chappelle walked in. Well, lad, you know, no, no smoking in the venue. Only six years ago or something. Dave Chappelle just walks in with a cigarette in his mouth, and just <laughs> claims his own section of the bar and with his entourage and, and whatnot. Yeah. And everyone's just sort of tripping out, going, oh, Chappelle, blah, 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 you know, he's there. Yeah. Oh, he looks different, blah, whatever. And then uh, the, I think it was the, the, one of the tour managers or someone from, from Daptone said to me, um, do you want to go backstage? because Dave Chappelle wants to get a photo with Charles Bradley. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what? what the hell? Like, sort of. Um, and so ended up backstage hanging out with Charles Bradley and Dave Chappelle. Unreal, like, yeah. Just ch- just chilling for like two minutes. Did Charles Bradley... Um, chilling all night. I had dinner with Charles that night. We had tacos. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, like, I was going to say, does Charles Bradley even um, know Chappelle? Like, no, he's kind of that kind of dude that wouldn't really, um, he just, like, loves everyone. But, like, Chappelle would be the one that is loving um, Charles, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it was was kind of after Chappelle sort of disappeared for ages. Mm. When we sort of just dropped off the radar. And um, but yeah, no, I don't think they'd met yet, and that that's that's what was really cool. Like, that's sick. So you, know. you got the photograph. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. That that was amazing. Yeah. Um, and, so and, cool. and then and then afterwards, Daptone sent me like thirty, forty fives, like Daptone hoodie. What? And, so good. What a Daptone's, good experience, hey! What a Daptone night. Slip mats and yeah. It was amazing. That's a yeah. that's a good gig, man. Yeah, I got a little signed signed poster downstairs. You know, those kind of nineteen sixty. Oh, I don't know. They're kind of vintagey, kind of almost like felt. Yeah, like thin felt with screen print on top of it. Beautiful. Signed for me. Nice. It's pretty special. That's cool. Um, so that yeah. was about six years ago, you reckon? Yeah, yeah, and- maybe maybe longer. And so back then, like oh, how no, many? Six years. I've only lived down here for that long. <laughs> <laughs> how many people were shooting like that? Do you feel like that everyone's a photographer these days? Does that annoy you? Um, Is there more people because... at shows? Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it, it's it's hard for me to sort of uh, 
sort of survey it because I'm yeah. friends with so many photographers. Oh, totally. So, no, I'm not trying to get it. Not, no, no, not no, wanting you no, to be no. neg on it, but I, no, it is. No, no negativity. It's, it's just that sometimes I, I just look at my Instagram feed or my Facebook feed and I go, everyone's a photographer. Yeah, no. Or, or is it all my friends are photographers? I don't know. Mm. But but there's yeah there's a hell of a lot more photographers. It it, it was it was different different back in the day. Yeah. Um, you couldn't even get into the venue with a camera. Mm. Like, and you you shot the first three songs, and then they'd, then you'd have to cloak your camera. Yeah. Um, what what's your favorite type type of um setting to shoot you like festivals or what um probably the worse the lighting the better yeah <laughs> really yeah um, I, I i hard to say like the my main thing and it sort of subconsciously happened um that i look back through my catalog of images is that i kind of shoot bands a lot in the early stages mm. and, and once once sort of the, the triple j thing happens and if everyone else sort of wants it wants a part of it yeah be, uh, that's when i kind of step back and yeah you've so already got uh, the you got the early shots yeah and then i look look for the next that's sick yeah bands. that's good like not that i'm looking for the next rising stars and i want to follow their journey but it's um, and that's exciting. It's exciting to see, and I guess after after all this time, I can kind of that's that's what's kind of had been a big thing for me in the last couple of years. I kind of I see, I can see a, a young band and sort of know, yeah, you know, short of short of you know like a harrowing drug addiction or mm. or or anything else or you know. Yeah, well, um, that's a cool thing about you. Your... Unfortunate things that could happen, but you know whatever. Yeah. Um, I, you, you can you can just tell oh totally that's a cool thing about your job Chris is like you've got not just like you're not just looking at the visual thing but you've got the music to prove who they are as well like yeah yeah totally yeah young young bands are playing for their life you know mm. um, I, 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 I another interview before with someone about you know my job and it's like those those 45 minutes or that half an hour is like years and years and years of listening to music and playing music and rehearsing yeah cancelled rehearsals and broken guitars and yeah whatever and 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 the car breaking down the way there yeah everything the band having a fight just Mm. before they go on stage all that yeah that's just you know it's i don't know crystallized in the in, in that half an hour totally when when bands are just giving it absolutely everything yeah like that's what you're trying to capture yeah yeah definitely and and that can be like the pinheads or mm. or or tropical fuckstorm or or totally unicorn or something on that extreme yeah or someone like bouncing ping pong balls off a, off a piano oh and that's, man that's so many like a crazy diss yeah you know, like um nils fram or someone like that it's like he's asking people to turn the air conditioner off because it's so quiet <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's equal as intense mm. I kind of want to go and see an orchestra or something oh man I've never it's shame to say I've never actually seen a show at the opera house before 
And I'd love yeah, to right. see like a full on um, orchestra or even just like a just have you seen any bands play at the opera house no nah, man i can't afford it like i would have loved to have seen dirty three just recently yeah i uh, saw mogwai there oh holy shit oh that'd be intense yeah they, they handed everyone their earplugs as they went in oh <laughs> that's like, amazing yeah what about dark mofo have you gone down um or oh, just tazzy i shouldn't say dark mofo but the mona and... no I, no i'd love to i reckon that you, you'd love it, eh? I'll have to keep getting my live music fix, as I say, as I was saying before. Keep seeing live shows. <laughs> yeah, get it out there and vote green. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jordy <laughs> <laughs> asked me for election advice earlier this year. I did, and you were very helpful, man. I just say, like, don't want to do anything like i don't want to tick any wrong box you know you just want to like actually make totally. the effort to make sure you do it and i still did something that i was like i'm still unsure about that but i did my best i tried <laughs> so, so did the rest of australia oh mate yeah oh um all right, man. Well, I'm pretty much out of tape for this second reel, but it's been... Thank you so much for taking the time to have a chat, Chris. Sweet, man. I, I hope it all makes sense. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it doesn't. I reckon we got... That's... Hear that noise? Yeah. Sounds like a cricket. It's just a tape scratching away. Um, but, man, yeah, it's been... It's been real. Absolutely real. <laughs> Uh, Unreal. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Mary said for me to give her a shout out before. Oh no, nice. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mary, Mary said for me to give her a shout out. Mary, 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 Mary. Mary.